0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast, or radio show coming to you on this Sunday, July the 17th, 2022. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking about making money doing what you love, hopefully. Uh, before I jump into that, just a couple quick housekeeping things. One, Reminder, the Jeremy Scott Fitness app is live for you guys. We have a ton of programs inside of there, over 1,100 videos now, and also our five-week summer challenge is rolling. They are actually on day number seven. They're wrapping up their first week. It's still open inside there. If you guys want to jump in and do the last four weeks with us or if you want to start over from day one, uh, the site, jeremyscottfitness.app, you guys can check it out. On the very top of the page, the challenge link is in there as well. If you guys check out my Instagram bio, you can sign up for a dollar. That's all it is. Some of these programs inside, we've charged anywhere from 150 bucks to 300 bucks. You have access to them all right now. I answer every single question inside of the group. My own personal weekly workouts are in there. So if you guys want to do all the crazy stuff that I do, you can follow along with me. Obviously, Sunday to Sunday, and it's updated every Sunday night at about eh, 6-ish p.m. AZ time. And again, after this, we have a cut and jack program that will be in there that's kind of been revamped and renewed, which is pretty taxing. And then we will do a, I want to say like a 34 day abs challenge come mid September. So again, everything's inside of there. If you guys want to check it out, it's just a buck to join. I can't tell you how much work I've really put into this because words aren't really even going to do it justice, but I've basically died uh, to make this thing come to life. So I hope you guys appreciate it. If you got a friend or family member who doesn't know where to start, maybe it's on mobility, nutrition, conditioning, it's all inside there and much more. So jeremyscottfitness.app, you guys can pick it up for a buck today. And you guys already know we're brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens, the one thing I take every single day and I never miss. If you want to get a year's supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs, go to the site athleticgreens.com jeremyscott, get some athletic greens, we'll give you the vitamin D free for a year and we'll give you the travel packs to take with you on your next road trip. 75 whole food ingredients, probiotics, digestive enzymes, the antioxidant equivalent to eating 10 to 12 servings of fruits and vegetables. So if you can't eat enough veggies, this is the thing I would take. It travels with me everywhere I go. I always have it in my backpack. It's in my desk at work. It literally is always within arm's reach. Just because I know, especially when you're living life, you're out with friends, family, taking these trips, you can't always get Brussels sprouts and asparagus. It's very tough to do. And even if you could, you can't eat enough to really kind of cover the gaps and you become this disgusting fart monster because it's really hard to digest that many fruits and veggies all at once. So this is what I take. If you want a free sample, hit me up. I'll have Monica send you a pack right to your front door. You can try it for free. I don't care where you live. Just hit me up and ask me. We'll get it to you you realize, wow, this is actually the best-tasting greens on the planet, and then you can get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. So message us. Otherwise, go to the site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, to get the year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. And we're brought to you by my friends at dryfarmwines.com. If you guys like wine and you want to drink a wine that is natural and is not full of all the additives, which I believe the FDA lets you throw in 76 approved additives, these guys do not have that in their wine. It's the best tasting in terms of wine, for my wife's opinion. Uh, I'm not a huge wine drinker, but she says it's amazing. If you want to check it out now, dryfarmwines.com slash Jeremy Scott Fitness, you can buy a bottle and get the next bottle for a penny. It's lower in alcohol. It's free of the toxins, lower sulfites. Again, if you're a wine drinker. Low sugar. Yes, low sugar. <laughs> if you're a wine drinker and you're going to do it, this is what I would put into your life. Again, what you do once in a while it doesn't matter. But if you routinely, obviously, drink and you want a healthier version that actually tastes good and, and basically takes out all the bullshit, slash Jeremy Scott Fitness will get you a bottle and the next bottle's for a penny. Also, these are great for gifts and when you bring to housewarming events and other adult things you do. Uh, and then last but not least, our friends at Beam. Uh, CBD. So beamtlc.com, you can put in the code Jeremy Scott, gets you 20% of all products, 35% of all subscriptions. I do take the Dream product to go to sleep probably five-ish nights a week. There's no THC in it, you won't get high, but it will help you get to sleep and stay asleep. And I do have probably a couple hundred samples of the Beam Dream product here. So if you guys want to try it out before you buy it, message me, I'll give you a bunch of packs, you can see if it works for you. And we can go from there. And I will give a shout out to my friends at uh, JLab Pro. This is where we get our protein, our turmeric, our collagen, and our krill oils. JeremyScottFitness.JLabPro.com. Right now, I believe from the entire site, You can put in code ID25, and it will get you 25% off everything. Now, we always have a discount for the protein, the collagen, I think the turmeric, and the krill oils, honestly, for you guys to try for the first time. But if you want to go on the site right now and check out anything, ID25 gets you 25% off. And again, I like the protein because it's sweetened with stevia, easy on the stomach. Again, we've known Jay for over a decade, uh, and we trust him and the products that they put out. So JeremyScottFitness.JalebPro.com. And you guys get hooked up from there. All the other podcast sponsors will be in the show notes. Our friends at Kettle and Fire Bone Broth. And my friends at Sleeve Sold Separately, which is all the joggers and the pants and the hoodies and the things I wear. We get them from my good friend, BJ Gador, who I was just talking to on the phone shortly before this. Shout out to BJ and the company that he started. So, that is everybody today. So, Heather is here, obviously. And, uh... She's got stuff to do, so we got to get her going today. (laughs) Um, We're talking about making money, doing what you love. Before that, Heather, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. I think it was like right after Hawaii, June, beginning of June, since I was last on, so I'm excited to have another podcast episode together, and my summer's been going well. It's off to a great start. It's been so busy, Um, but we... I feel like we work hard and play hard, and that's kind of how I like to live.
0: <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> um, so this original...
1: So I found this article on success.com, and it's make money doing what you love, and you can ask yourself these four questions. The author is Kent Julian, and I just thought it might be helpful for us to discuss, you know... Um, how we have done it throughout the years. And then also if you're not happy in your current job and you are trying to find something that you love and can make money doing it and are passionate about it, then this might be a helpful podcast for you. Um, Or if you're looking to start a business or just have a side hustle, I think this could be helpful. Um, Some great takeaways and information and then just our own experiences
0: yeah, I don't think anybody should be driving to a job they absolutely hate. and makes them miserable every single day for the next 40 years. I'm not saying go out and quit your job today if you're if you're doing something that maybe you don't love per se, but it doesn't have to be that way forever. Um, actually, the t-shirt I have on right now, which is one of our best-selling t-shirts, there's no way I was born to pay bills and die. Uh, and I wear that on my shirt, eh, not just a reminder for me, but for anybody. Like That's not what we're that's not what we're here to do. Um, You know, maybe 100 years ago, or 50 years ago, your grandparents and their parents, they were stuck in whatever town that they grew up in. And they didn't know all the opportunities and things that were out there because they couldn't see it because they never lived it. And they never saw somebody else doing it. And they also didn't have this thing called the internet, which we all do now, where you can be very creative and very resourceful. And there's a million different avenues and ways to create a life and create a career and give back to people and help them and just do something that you have a little bit of passion and joy about doing. And I, I say this just because I got off the phone with BJ uh, and I was talking for the last hour and a half just about all the things we do now versus like what we started doing um, in this, you know, fitness entrepreneurial type of life and space and just how it's it's almost a complete like 180. Um, how it's shifted and changed and like we're talking about uh, all kinds of shit on there like you know what's going on with social media Uh, what about you know YouTube these days what about NFTs and all these different things where we are lucky enough to have found our passion and you know found a lane where we can deliver it uh, to you guys via podcast via social media via the app via YouTube via like a newsletters and we're not special and unique in that way. You guys can do the same thing. So if you're really passionate about, you know, Ninja Turtles or Batman, and you you go hard on it, I think there's even an audience where you could make $52,000 a year, talking about Care Bears, you know, I really think that is a thing. And uh, we'll dig into it here today, because we just we literally just had a staycation Um, at the Savannah Resort here um, just north of my facility which is actually uh, the grand prize we're giving out for the app we'll fly you guys here you get a a three free night stay Uh, it's a beautiful place but that all came about just because like of what we do for a living
1: yeah and there's just so many opportunities now where you can partner with various companies Um, in this example obviously a resort and spa and we have a marketing partnership with them so we're able to you know, experience the property for free, um, and then also be able to have this marketing partnership in place where we can, you know, offer a discount code to our community online as well as in person so they can experience the resort and um, we can, you know, create content for them to help with exposure and growth. And a lot of it has to do with so- social media these days, and a lot of corporations now. From small businesses to large Fortune 500 companies are finally, you know, realizing the impact it has um, on their ROI and they're taking advantage of it. So there's just a lot of different ways and we'll dive into it more. But I think a lot of people out there still that kind of have the traditional mindset, especially, you know, our parents generation, they're like, can you really make money doing what what you love? You know, a small percentage of people, I think they believe they can do that, but um, now I just feel like the options are endless, and you can get so creative and if you're not ready to quit your your current job, you can always do a passion project or a side hustle and uh, start working in that direction.
0: Well, again, like the to just touch on this quick, the old school mentality of you know can you really make money doing things you enjoy, and can you really make money on the internet? Um, yeah. Like uh, more than, lot. more than you ever you thought dream possible. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm not going to share like specifics here and go into numbers of like all the people we know and what we do and that. But as I'll reference this, cause I literally just got off a call with BJ five minutes ago. And as we're talking, he's referencing like YouTube and some of the things he's doing. And we're just kind of sharing best practices and different stuff. And I've had YouTubers on here before and you guys all know the numbers. And he just, he talked with me with the guy that um, he's been working with. And this is a guy who does what he likes to do and has been able to curate it and put it together on YouTube. And he's like, right now, this individual is doing no less than 30K a month just on just, you, on, just on, YouTube. on YouTube. So that means this guy is a thousand bucks a day, every day. Wash and that's your...
1: just like one revenue stream. Yes.
0: And this is not what this person does. Mm-hmm. This is not their main
1: it's crazy. job.
0: And so when you're in li- am not saying, is that extreme? Yes. Obviously the guy is great mm-hmm. at what he does. He's died for it. It's taken him many years to do However, if I said to you, well, you could do something and maybe you make $4,000 a month doing something you enjoy doing or you love doing and you have fun doing. Is that not pretty cool too? And that's where I think that this conversation will go in a lot of places and for people just when you look at how the world used to be and how it is now, regardless of what your belief is, technology is obviously has a one-way street. It. We're never going back.
1: And it's constantly evolving. And it's like, if you don't take advantage of it, I feel like you're you're totally missing out on so many different opportunities.
0: Now, if you're happy right, doing what you like to do and you think like social media sucks, oh, I hear you, dude. Then you don't have to. But if you don't enjoy what you're doing and you're making.
1: But it's so- not just social media. Look at the podcast. Podcasts, you can make a lot of money. Some people just have podcasts. But typically, they have to market it via social media.
0: Yeah. Well, I kind of lump them all together. Yeah, But yeah, I guess technology, Mm -hmm. what what it's allowed us to do. But if you work a job and you're like, well, I work my job and make $88,000 a year and I hate every second of it, would you be willing to, even even to start like a a side hustle or a passion project that made you $43,000 a year? And then maybe you got to a tipping point of like where I can actually leave my thing that I hate. I can do this other thing. Maybe I make a little bit less money. Maybe I make the same money or even more money. But if I alter my lifestyle a little bit would it allow me the freedom to do things that I like to do where I'm not a how do I phrase it like a slave to this corporation or these organizations where I thought there was only one way I could survive and make my way in the world and now because I've probably been doing this for so long and it's evolved so much I feel like the opportunities it's a lot of work don't get me wrong but it is endless of what you can do and the avenues you can get into
1: Right, because you're you're essentially your own boss, so it's up to you and and what you want to be able to capitalize on and grow. And I feel like now more than ever I hear people moving in that direction. Maybe it's just the circle of friends and the online community and the industry peers that we work with and are friends with, but a lot of them, yeah, quit their job and decided they wanted to become – A business owner, an entrepreneur, and I feel like they're the most fulfilled and most, and obviously there's challenges that go, you know, along with it, but I think it outweighs, you know, what they were doing before. So,
0: yeah. And for me, like, obviously like I like, you know, I'm a fitness person. That's just who I am. And there's a lot of things I do that I don't, I won't say I love them. But they're just, they're a necessary means to an end. It allows us to, you know, I was never like a technology person. Like I'm not a natural, like, oh, I love all the new features on social media. That's not who I am. I go, but we learned them all. And it's allowed us to deliver certain things. So what you find out is that you're, if you can see the bigger like picture and the long tail of it, you're more energized. You're willing to learn certain things and you're willing to put in the work because you can kind of see it building for yourself where maybe for some people you have a hard time. Building up. If you work at General Motors or you work at, you know, uh, Walmart, like you're you're building up these organizations where you really don't have any ownership or any say, and you don't really have your heart in it. Where if you're doing it for yourself, at least my personal experience, you tend to kind of give it everything. And that doesn't mean walking away from your career, but if you could do something that you like, that you were gonna do anyway, and you just figured out a way to kind of monetize it. And then maybe it grew to something or maybe it didn't. But if it brought your family an extra thousand bucks a month and you're going to do it anyway, why not do it? Because for a lot of people that can change the scope of your life.
1: So if you're looking to figure out, you know, what are the the questions to ask, ask yourself on how you can eventually move into that direction of figuring out what you want to do that you're passionate about and make money doing it. So the first number one is what are your that's? So these are two types of powerful that questions to determine your work love language. The first is an internal question. So think of the times where you saw somebody, whether it's on the internet or in person, and you're like, wow, I'd really like to do that. So those are your that's. And you can start making a list to then review and pick out which ones actually stand out the most that you could actually focus on. So like for me, I just did it quickly. Um, First one that came to mind was travel, fitness, business, memories, experiences, sports, nutrition, outdoor adventures. Um, And once you have your list, then you can basically start strategizing and even going on Google. You can simply go on Google and search, how do I make money doing blank, fill in the blank. And there's so many different resources out there, um, but also I feel like podcasts are so many different podcasts and obviously business books um, that you can easily access and help you through that process. Um, What else?
0: Well, again, when you're looking at it, don't just slow down for a second, like, and figure out like, what do you like to do? What do you enjoy doing? Like what gives you internally the most fulfillment and are you good at it? And could you like present that to other people in some way?
1: Right. Because the number two question to ask is what comes easily to you? So to second that question, investigate an external question. Think of all the times you have been asked, how do you do that? What are those that's that become your next list?
0: Oh, well, we're jumping to number two already.
1: Well, yeah.
0: Oh, well, I was going to say, I was want to touch on your number one quick. Okay. Where people were like, how do I make money doing this? I'm going to give an example just because I think we get so like fixated on one arena and one avenue. So let's take what I do for a living. Like this is, I'm in the f- fitness space, if you will. Well, what's the number one thing you think of? Well, this person's a coach. This person's a trainer. That is a way to make money. I go, but even inside of that, there's so many little different niches and little markets, you know, where like, do you train you know, just individuals, right? Do you train small groups? Do you train big groups? Do you train athletes? Do you work with general pop? Do you work with youth? There's all those. There's a lot of people who are in fitness now who don't coach humans at all. They only work online. They're doing online one-on-one coaching, or they're in like a mass group application, or they're doing transformations, or they're affiliating like certain health and fitness products. So when you're looking at something and like, well, I could never make money doing that, just a, detach your mind from the one career that you're fixated on, and understand there is multiple avenues in every single arena that you can a help people and it can fulfill you, but you can also make money
1: and have a variety of revenue streams depending on you know what you actually want to focus on and what in, what are your interests and what do you enjoy doing. Uh, for example, just like you have a book, you know you can be an author even though you're technically a fitness person. You've, you know, self published a book before, so it's like different things like that that you can explore, and really the options are endless.
0: Yes, and they're all things that you're probably already passionate about. You're probably already talking about. You're probably already sharing and already doing. Even if it's not with a big group of people, maybe it's just your husband or wife, or maybe it's just walking around in your head, and you just have not put it, you know, you know, to phrase it like to pen to paper yet you haven't actually spit it out there. But most of us have that somewhere inside. And even if it's something super arbitrary, I'm like, you would be surprised like, when I meet people, and if I find out sometimes like what they do for a living, like it even blows my mind. So it just kind of detaching the old school mentality of like, well, this is all I can ever do. This is all it's going to be. I'm like, I probably once thought that too. I remember the first time I read an email from Pat Rigsby. And he's like, you can make $10,000 a month in fitness. And I'm like, what a and i'm like i'm like what a fucking con artist and this I guy totally was and i totally
1: remember you reading me that email newsletter and i was like what what is he talking about who could who could do that
0: you know and like here and here you <laughs> and are. and that was
1: like how many years ago at
0: least 14 yeah. or you know, 15 years ago and that was true then and it's even more so true now because of the adoptions of everything we have so it's just you know i'm not saying you're going to do exactly what i do but the only reason like this has become this is because we do care about it. We are passionate about it. To lead to question number two, what comes easily to you? I'm very clear on what fulfills me and what I want to do with my life. Now I don't have every answer. I don't know what this is gonna look like in you know, five years because it looks different than it did five years before this. I go, but the the thesis or my belief system is always the same. I know I love movement. I know it helps people. I know I enjoy being part of it. It helps me with the, you know, social aspect and emotional aspect of my life. It allows me to be creative and create these kind of, you know, masochistic workouts that are disgusting that we all kind of hate, but I also do like to help people not be in pain. So that's where I go hard on the mobility piece. I care about nutrition because I used to eat and drink like shit and my body paid the price for it. And I realized the power of food and not abusing drugs and alcohol, what it can do for you. So I transformed myself and now I want to transform others. I know I'm a little bit crazy in my head, but I can share information hopefully in a way that's applicable. So let me start a podcast. The point of me sharing that is that I got real clear on like what I wanted to do and now I'm going to use the tools I have in front of me to be able to present that to the world and that's what you have to do as well.
1: Right and for me having more of a traditional career in business, I knew just at like a younger age what came easily to me was building relationships and I just also really enjoyed helping people Um, and then I...
0: You enjoy. I'm not trying to cut you off. Mm-hmm. You love experiences mm-hmm. and presenting the experiences to people. Right. Like I, I, I'm, I like to go to the resorts too and the beaches and stuff. But you like to be kind of like a tour guide, in a weird way. <laughs> he
1: loves to call me a tour guide. But
0: dude, you you're always like, oh, then you got to go here and here and here, and he's so like, you like love describing it. And I'm always like, if someone asks a question, hey, what's Scott's, I'm like, just message Heather, dude. Yeah. Like, but you, but to tie in what you do for a career, it plays in perfectly.
1: Right, because I, if I really enjoy something, a destination, an experience, a memory, I want those that are close to me or complete strangers to experience the same, have the same experience I did. So, I knew at a at a young age, I really enjoyed traveling to new places and learning about you know, other areas, going on adventures. And I also started to realize, like, I had more of a business mindset. Like, I definitely have a creative side to me. Um, so it was like, how can I how can I figure out what I want to do in major and in college? So I ended up choosing hospitality business management. And so that's how I started in the hotel industry. I started working in college in the industry, um, like a catering position, and then I got an internship at a resort here in Arizona. So I started to figure it out to see and test it out if I really enjoyed it. Was I good at something within hospitality? And that's how my career started. Um, But I also had a lot of other passions. Like I, I always played sports and I also loved like design. And so I I almost majored in either sports business management or design merchandising. So I knew I wanted to do business. But um, when I met Jeremy at a young age, it was just so great because obviously he had a strong passion for fitness and sports and nutrition. And so I was able to start to work with him once he started his business. It was basically the first, second year we were dating.
0: Uh, Yeah, bas- I mean... I was, I mean, I'm trying to think, do we even live together? No. When I'm first, when did I first start, like, training a person, like, here in person? It was way, way back. It was, like, Raul was probably the first, like, person here. Yeah. Yeah, like, for, for probably the fir- either the first or, like, second year. Like, you've been in it for, since the jump, dude.
1: Yeah, so I was able to also start getting fulfillment by helping him and learn how he's you know starting this business how can I be a part of it.
0: Well you're recruiting your friends. Yeah. <laughs> Those is my first clients.
1: So obviously I had this I'm in sales and uh, I think I always had kind of that natural gift of selling in a way that was more relationship building and so I started to take that into JSF and help you out along the way and it really did start to fulfill other interests of mine. And I started to learn more and basically the videographer, (laughs) but then the podcast help, you know, helping with the podcast, um, the in-person business and our community here and, um, all the other content. What else? Um, just being able to help with our online coaching groups, like the 47 day transformation group. I typically now will take a group of people and um, help coach them throughout the program so there's now we have the app and so I've been helping you with the app so there's constantly a variety of new projects that I can help even though I have a nine to five Monday through Friday job I can help on the weekends or you know late at night sometimes throughout the years there were late nights or early mornings Um,
0: but you can make time for it if you really care and I have about a
1: flexible it. I work from home, so I have flexibility too, which has really helped us in our relationship with you doing what you do and me being able to help you um, a lot when I can. So it's really been great for me just because um, it's allowed me to kind of fulfill a void that I was also searching for and still kind of. <laughs> have those moments too I think we all do at certain ages you kind of figure out well what's next or should I try something different or what are my passions now because they can change over the years so
0: when I think they should change and what I would say is obviously I don't know everybody's situation and where you're at but like obviously we don't got eight kids running around so there's a freedom in there that a lot of people who have a bunch of kids don't have however You're going to have to make a couple of sacrifices if you're trying to change stations. Now, like we're talking about a lot of stuff, like focus on like your ideas and these things And the, and I'm not trying to be like a Debbie Downer here, but you're going to have to give up some shit. Like, this is just the reality, man. Like, so if you're watching like five hours of Netflix a week, but you hate your job, maybe only watch like two hours of Netflix a week and spend the other three hours kind of learning some of the skills and like really doing some soul searching and auditing of how you want to change stations because it's not you know rocket science I go but it does take a leap of faith it does take some effort it does take a jump and you're going to have to actually do some of the legwork up front and it can seem daunting at first and again I'm I'm no different than anybody else like every time we have to learn like a brand new platform, whether it's like Infusionsoft, or we're looking at like what are we doing on YouTube, or we're like opening up the app, and I'm like, okay, I need to actually take the time here and focus it on this. So I, maybe I can't do these normal, you know, escapism leisure things I normally do, but I know if I learn this right now, it's going to allow me to enhance doing what I love, helping people, and it's going to make me a ton of money along the way. So you look at it as like this is an investment of time to get me from, you know, station one to station two, especially if you don't enjoy the nine to five. So again, I'm not doing that to get you guys down, but you're really just allocating time, especially if you do have, you know, hey, I got a full-time career. I got two kids over here. I got to do this. I go, you got to be really laser focused if you're trying to really pinpoint your passion and turn into something more than just a a dream.
1: Number three, can you reshape your childhood dreams? I'm sure we've all had... A career dream as a kid, for example, if you wanted to be an NBA star like Jeremy. <laughs>
0: well, I'm not going to be Michael Jordan, so... I wanted
1: to be Mia ham because I played soccer, and I was like, oh my gosh, can I be a professional so reshape, soccer player? reshaping
0: that dream is debt.
1: Jeremy. I also was like, oh, what if I could be like, move to Hawaii and become like a surfer, a, wake, a professional wakeboarder, um, or... Like, In the Northwest, a professional snowboarder.
0: Like, why do we pick these things that are so, like, unattainable?
1: Um, Like,
0: my dream, like, hey, I want to be a firefighter. Like, you can be that. Yeah. Like, I want to be a police officer. Let's be realistic. I could be that. But, like, I picked Michael Jordan. Not like, you know, that's what we do, though. Like, I'm I'm not trying to get on a rant here. But, like, I pick the greatest to ever do it in the history of time. Not like Larry Bird, who's still, like, you know, all time. Not Magic Johnson. I picked the greatest dude and like, let me be like Mike, which cause we all did. Um, But I know I'm not trying to cut you off, but with that said, like this is probably the closest thing that I can do to being a pro athlete hands down. Cause the, the longevity of this and the life cycle of this is much greater. Um, I still can get, I, I have no idea what it feels like to be, you know, Jordan hitting the, you know, the game winner, uh, in the finals in game six in Utah and I'm not going to get that feeling I go but I do get the endorphins here and the dopamine hits by doing certain things and so this is probably
1: well you basically are like a professional athlete in the yeah. fitness industry Oh well, yeah you know that. you train basically like it's one. not as it's
0: not as fun as if you're I know in the NBA obviously because it's you here filming me on video not 100,000 people screaming when I get buckets but it is. I'm, I got the closest thing. I, I'm super lucky. I'm super fortunate. And that's why like, obviously we do this episode and I talk about it so much because I want you guys to, because your work is at least 60, if, if you don't even work that much, I think you shared the stats to me the other day.
1: Like it, for at least 40 hours a week?
0: Yeah. So that's 2,082 hours obviously per year. It's about 65% of your life if it was just that. But most of you know, you take your work home with you, mm-hmm. whether you physically do or you mentally do, and then it can put you in a bad mood. So... If you know you're spending 65 to 75% of your life doing this task at this thing, I want you to find something that you are passionate about. And sometimes it's, yeah, reverse engineering and finding out what you love to do as a kid.
1: Well, and for me too, it's just having a gym. It fulfills that void of not being an athlete anymore, but being able to come in here and have a community and feel like, I know I've said it before, but we feel like it's a team like you're on a team again you're going to practice and I really missed that after you know high school college and you become an adult and you you I know I was like I need to continue to work out but have a community it's just so important to me so I'm just forever grateful for how it's all worked out for us here
0: <laughs> well and I, I again I, I just said this to BJ an hour ago he's like you know is, is part of the reason you can still get up for it so much is because you have a physical place to go and the answer for me was like yeah i'm like because that fills my cup in a way like where we work out here on sundays and kill ourselves this is like this is our practice um where we're competing against each other but it's only to make each other better and there's a camaraderie here that they all kind of hate me when the workout starts And then everybody's thankful like when it's over, we can sit there and talk shit and hang out and catch up like, you know, we got Lindsay's, you know, pregnant, we got the boom brothers here who are on the podcast Friday in the workout, we got another guy taking a trip to Hawaii in a week, like, you know, we're all just kind of sharing stories of life where there's this huge social component to it. And that's part of why we're still here, because I do love having that. And if I didn't have it. I don't think my life would be as fulfilled as it is now.
1: And I think we would kill each other if you were working from home every single day and I'm working from home.
0: Well, I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Like, like
1: I love that you have an office here and then I can also, when I do help you out, I can come up here for a whole different scenery, get out of my little office box at home and come up here. So,
0: well, I, I like doing that. There's certain things I do for money, obviously, um, but I, and I mean this with all sincerity, I do this because I enjoy it. Like I don't, and, and again, people might not understand like, well, you could just do a song. I go, no, the community works because of the time you put into it and, and you're here and you're present with them. And I enjoy that piece of it. And that's huge for me. And that's what I'm saying to you when you're looking at, you know, maybe what do you want to do and how do you want to do it? Like, what do you a want to get out of it and what are you willing to put in to it to get that and when I talk about like reshaping childhood dreams I've always said this this is just the extension of like practice I used to go to so I would go to school which I hated and now I don't hate you know my normal task but then I would go to practice you know in high school like you're going to practice from three o'clock to five o'clock and like that's your thing and then you're on the weekends you're playing games and you're going through drills I basically mirror the same thing now in if you're not going to do fitness and you love sports, it might not be the exact same, but you can do it with whatever your thing is. You just have to drill down and be like, what do I really like to do?
1: Mm-hmm. And like, I still have vivid memories as a young girl telling my parents, gosh, like, you know, my dream is to live in Hawaii or live in Southern California. I just wanted to live by the a warm beach, you know, and more tropical environment and just all the activities that you can do. And I remember then I grew up and was starting to become a young adult and being realistic, but that's also one of the reasons why I chose hospitality business management. I'm like, gosh, if I can either work an amazing resort destination or it will allow me to travel to my favorite places, then I think this is what I will gravitate towards and eventually create a career out of it. And here I am 14 years with the same company, and I get to constantly go to Southern California, which I absolutely love. I get to vacation all over, um, not bragging, but I get, you know, amazing benefits, and we get to go to Hawaii often, and it's so much cheaper, and so that's really what keeps me going, too, is, is being able to fulfill those childhood dreams, I guess, that I had, <laughs> and somehow can make it a reality, so... In in a different way.
0: Yeah, and again, when people are like, "Well, Jeremy, all I like to do is like, you know, drink beer and talk shit with my friends," um, that's that's a career too, dude. Make like, a
1: podcast.
0: Dude, did I showed you the? I, it's it's, it's the, is it the belly? Is it the belly up podcast? Those two dudes from the Midwest. That's all they talk about is yeah. stuff about the Midwest. Literally, they have the thickest Midwest accents. They, they make videos about, like, scraping your car off in the wintertime. Oh, and, yeah, like, that was funny. Yeah, and, like, when I go to a small Midwest bar with the Andrew Jackson with the $20 bill, I can get 10 bush lights. When I go to a city bar, I get one mixed drink, and it may or may not have alcohol in it. Like, that's a video, and I'm mm-hmm. watching it, and it's hilarious. Like, these guys have made a career. And they're
1: getting ad advertising oh, dollars. Like, dudes... for those of you who don't understand, like... Oh any video that's youtube right
0: those dudes are making if i had to guess at least a hundred thousand dollars a month minimum if they're making a dollar and
1: then the people that have you know really successful podcasts are getting dollars through all the ads that you hear you know the commercials or just the products that they're selling that they're promoting and believe in and so you know that
0: yes so if part of it if two dudes from the midwest can talk about drinking beer and how cold it is in the wintertime, and just all the idiosyncrasies and that have has happen. to give you some inspiration, oh, everybody. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> you can do it about anything. What I'm saying is if you're willing to put the time into it, and they're, they're obviously funny, I go, but they're just sharing things that are true. And you have a... Li- but again, I'm sure... I, I didn't see their stuff when it first started. It was probably like a lot of my stuff. Sucked. Terrible. But you get better over time. And you yeah. kind of find your lane and like, oh, I enjoy this and I get better at it.
1: And you'll fail and... Or feel like you want to give up at times and you just have to keep going and learn and and just keep focusing on what fills your cup and i think it eventually will all pay off you just have to be really consistent
0: well and you guys you have you have time and you're young and if you're listening well jeremy i'm 50. dude. You're going to be around you for... You still a- could live another 50 years. Yes. You have a whole other <laughs> life Our neighbor to live.
1: is... Love Russ. He is 97. I think he'll be 98. And he's still driving. He still walks the Fashion Square Mall.
0: Still goes to dinner.
1: Uh, Walks every day for 45 minutes. He's social. I mean, the, my, the guy is amazing. And I'm like, so that's it, a prime example.
0: <laughs> if you're 50, you might be Russ one day. He
1: writes short stories to keep his brain... See what I'm saying? you know working well and keep him you know on his toes and be creative and he's just an amazing person so
0: and when you look at people that maybe you follow or you listen to they've probably been doing it or they've been doing something different and then they change gears they've been working on a craft for a long time and then you maybe maybe this is the first time you've ever heard me ramble on a podcast well this is episode 489 like we're almost 500 in now or maybe you just saw me on instagram the other day After the 5,000th post we made.
1: It's like, I never thought I'd be on a podcast. And I still sometimes I'm like (laughs) nervous. Like today, I haven't done one in a while and I feel rusty. But it's so cool when I look back and to think like, wow, I was able to be either, you know, a podcast guest or help create some of the episodes and for our business. And it's just like, you got to believe in yourself and you got to just try things, see what you like. Well, if you don't try it, how are you? How are you ever gonna know? And for me, I'll always go back to, I don't want to have any regrets, and I already do have regret, regret from not starting things earlier in my twenties and doing, you know, some of those ideas that I had in my twenties, and now I just really am trying in my thirties to just do it all and figure out what makes me the happiest and and constantly learn and grow, and I think that's uh, what. A lot of you can feel um, that just by having an impact and putting yourself out there or trying that something, whatever it is that really speaks to you and you can't stop thinking about it.
0: Well, and i would say this, if you don't do it, you will regret it at some point. And that's, I guess, the biggest thing I want to echo here. I have so much respect for people who try a bunch of things and fail miserably than I would for people who didn't even come to the arena. Like a lot of people are probably, you know, they don't want to try something because they'll be embarrassed or people will make fun of it. Dude, the, those are the people who sit at the home and talk shit about pro athletes on TV who could never fucking do it themselves. If you're a creator out there and you want to try something and do something, just do it, dude, because it's going to help somebody.
1: Right. And you're always going to deal with criticism or judgment Either you're judging yourself or you feel like other people around you are judging you, but that's just a part of life and you have to just get through it and stop focusing on it. Otherwise, you'll never be able to, to reach your goals.
0: No, because if you're, if you're literally a victim to other people's judgment, it's going to cripple you and you'll never do anything and you'll be deterred every second of every day. What I'm saying to you is you just got to get out there and just bang your drum, dude, because you'd look back on your life and be like, man, I really regret not going for that. Maybe I could have been this thing. And you probably feel it inside your body. Like, Hey man, I'm, I'm rally, I'm really not, you know, in my lane, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. And when I say you feel it is because that's the way that I feel. Like, I always felt like I'm a, I'm like, I'm a dummy. I go, but <laughs> only in this way, like there's something that's going on in my head that I know I'm meant to do. And I've always felt that mm-hmm. I was meant to do something a little bit different than just what was presented to me. And I didn't know what it was. And it took people like, whether it's like Pat or BJ or, or Dave Jack or whoever, to kind of like say like, hey man, here's kind of what what you could do. And then I you know I just got lucky at a lot of things around along the way, but I just knew I wasn't meant to be doing what I was doing. And so I just kept searching and searching and searching and looking. And I say, one, if you don't do it, you will regret it because it is the truth. Because if I know if I stayed at a corporate job and I never did this...
1: Or never moved from our home state.
0: Oh my God, dude. Like in, And I'm not saying... I know people rag on me all the time. Like I know. if you're in Wisconsin and it's four no. degrees move, I go, but sometimes and again, if you suck in, you know, Wisconsin, you're probably going to suck if you move to California, yeah. like you, you're going to have to change yourself. I go, however, sometimes that's what I say is like just moving doesn't like make you a different person. No. I go, but sometimes a fresh start or a clean slate or a new taking environment a and taking yourself out of a circle of people who maybe have limiting beliefs and aren't really backing you and supporting you because they've never seen it and they've never like, right. And I don't, I could talk about this all day. I know you got to go. Like I never saw this was possible for my life because I was not around it. I never saw anybody do it. I never tasted it. I couldn't touch it. And then when I moved and I could see other things and I met other people, I'm like, Oh shit, that's a possibility.
1: Right. Same here.
0: It gave me a belief system that I never had inside myself.
1: But I also knew, I feel like we both had this kind of like calling or yearning to leave everything that we, you know, grew up knowing behind to try something new and create a whole new life for ourselves. Like once we graduated college and I just, you got to follow that gut and trust your gut feeling is what I'm trying to say, because you can always... If it doesn't work out, you could always move back to where you're from and be by family. But it's the biggest thing that I, I think I'm most proud of that I did at such a young age. And I have zero regret because now I'm truly create, have created a life that I love and continue to work hard at, you know, finding that fulfillment and growing and just taking risks and putting myself out there and just truly feeling like I'm living life, a full life. And I think that's, if you feel like you're not doing that, then maybe you should take the time to start, you know, working on yourself.
0: Well, and again, I was going to say like, you can always go back to your crappy job Mm -hmm. and maybe not the same crappy job, but who cares? It's all the same dude. And I say, you can try a million things. And I'll use Dave as example, my buddy, Dave Drees, who's worked in my business with me for years. Dave went started a gym with our other buddy Ben. Split off. They both did their own gyms. Dave had I don't know how many websites of what he would call the names. We have a fly in the There's office fly too right now. Fly has
1: me... been distracting us the whole episode. So it's me nuts. Sorry. So for...
0: but Dave has tried a million things. He had multiple websites. He had like a skincare line. Right. He did everything. He's on YouTube still. And now we, like my point is is that I respect him so much for trying all these different arenas to find out like hey you know what is he passionate about. What does he like? What does he enjoy? What makes money for him? And those evolve and change as he's evolved and changed. Mm -hmm. And so if you're listening and you're 30, 40, 50, 60, I don't give a shit. Natalie Jill, who's in fitness, wasn't even like a fitness person. Like until she was like 40, I think was the first time she like got on the magazine cover and she's 40 years old. Most people think like, oh, Jeremy, you're the goat. You've been in fitness forever. Like people say this to me now, like I'm fucking 100 years old. I'm 38, dude. I'm not that old. Like people talk about, like I'm, like I'm at the pasture. I'm gonna die. Um, like I'm just getting started of what the next thing's gonna be for me. Mm-hmm. And like, when did when did you even hear about Mel Robbins for the first time?
1: I was just. That's so weird. I was just gonna say her. How old is she? Uh, I think she's like, I don't know, 50s. I'll Google it. But I started really listening to her. I think it had to be two years or three years ago.
0: 53. Yeah.
1: And now she's, you know, one of the world's most motivational speakers and leaders in her industry and author. And so, yeah, it's you're never too old. So but 10
0: years ago, she was 43. And mm-hmm. I promise you, she was not on Instagram. Yeah. So for everyone, listening, I love her Instagram, like you can find Elaine and it's not an age thing. It's just you have to be willing to do some of the work, giving up some of the luxuries, maybe taking a step back on material purchases or financial goods for a minute to really do some research and spend some time figuring out what you want the next step to be. And if you give a shit about it and you like it and you care, you're more likely to do the legwork around it that allow you to be successful. Like you'll learn how to, I don't know, start a podcast and, like, figure out how to record it, how to upload it, how to edit it. Like, the thing, we don't really edit here. But the things that, like, we do, you know, like, it took me some time to figure to make it better to help all of you guys. And, again, in that arena, all of you are smarter than me. I promise you that. You can do it. Which brings us to number four. Number
1: four. Are you dealing with reality? So, like, Never. the most successful people are Never. successful because they're willing to do what others are not. And I think that is one of the most important um, sentences to just kind of get out there that, especially if you're a business owner, (laughs) you're going to have to, even though you, you love what you do, there's a percentage of time and tasks that you do not enjoy. And that's just part of it. There's never going to be a a hundred percent perfect job that you just love everything about it all the time.
0: (laughs) No. Well, to quote my dad, it's, he goes, we call it work. You don't call it fun. Now, I'm not a huge adopter of that belief, but that's like as a kid, I'm like, well, I'm like, I don't want to rake the leaves. That sucks. He's like, well, it's called work. It's not called fun. And that would be like his comment back. And I go rake the leaves. But there is always, again, there's sacrifices you make where there's a lot of things I've learned in this that I guess I'm thankful I've learned. Obviously it's maybe much smarter. It's show me I can do certain things. I go, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's fun. I go, but it's allowed me to help a certain number of people. It's allowed me to deliver things better. I've learned a lot about myself, a lot about consumer behavior. It's made a lot of money. And that's what I'm talking about, where the maybe the, the foundation is what you love, but you're going to have to learn things around it to elevate that so you can present it to the world to actually make a career out of it and a living out of it. And that's where I think a lot of people get lost. I talk to Heather about this a lot. I call it like surface level, like it's level one stuff where people are like I want to make money on Instagram and they'll just like post a video or post a photo and be like well where's the money I'm like that's not how it works dude or like the, the kids who i meet in fitness who well I'm just going to get super shredded and post videos on the internet and I'm going to become rich I'm like that's not special dude that's not that's level one shit what
1: value are you offering
0: and are you like how is that monetizable mm-hmm. like you're not you're not. Tim Riggins, you know, you're not Brad Pitt, you're so fucking beautiful, you're just gonna fall into money. And I'm not saying they're not talented, and they they work super hard. I'm like, but you're first of all, you're not that. Like, you're just a normal person like the rest of us. And you can get in really great shape. I go, but there has to be more to it than that. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, are you in touch with reality? Like, nobody, you know, just found a career that they absolutely love. And they're great at and they make a ton of money on by accident. Mm -hmm. this was a conscious decision day after day after day and even if it wasn't directly everything they did that led up to that happening was a focused work even the the pro athletes well you're not you're you're LeBron you're always going to be great I go but the amount of work he's put in to training and understanding the game of basketball and the amount of time he spends on his body taking care of it the food he eats when he goes to sleep I go that's the reason he's played for 20 years It's a conscious decision and you'll be the same way in what you do. Nobody moves up unless like your dad owns a company. Mm -hmm. Like maybe he gives you a job. I go, but unless that's your life, like don't worry about that. You're going to have to make a choice and and put in some ridiculous work to get there.
1: Right. And I love this. I found this, um, I think from a different article. For anyone aspiring to be a business owner, just remember for, for a successful business, you need an idea and a dream passion for the concept, work ethic and commitment, education and training, a plan and roadmap, a mentor to help along the way or several mentors, and realistic expectations. And I feel like some of these like education and training, for example, that never goes away. I feel like you're constantly trying to learn the next thing or how to be a better coach or how to serve your community, you know, as technology shifts and changes and evolves. Um, but I think that these are some great key points. If you are looking to start your own business to start with that foundation.
0: And for everybody listening, no matter what it is, you have to be willing to always have a beginner's mindset and be willing to listen and to learn. Um, even if you think like you're ahead of this person or ahead of that person and, I know Heather has a stat in here about the people you work with and I'll let her share it in a minute, but it's because of the people that I get to have on the podcast now, I guess because I'm whatever you want to call it. I hate to talk like this. Like I'm this person now versus who I was 10 years ago. And what I mean is I have a body of work that people respect because I've, I've been doing it for so long and I show up every day and I work my fucking ass off. I've helped a good number of people. So people are willing to vouch for me and people are willing to refer people to me. And so I can get in rooms with doctors and scientists and pro athletes and we can come in here and have discussions and talk. So that's now become my circle and my peers, too, where I get to steal so much from them. And I'm always listening like a sponge, like BJ's on the phone talking to me today. And there's a lot of things he does way better than I do. And the, he'll always do better than me. It's just he's got a different skill set than I. And I'm listening. I'm like, okay, this is how he's looking at this. This is what he's doing. That makes me so much better. And that's a huge amount of time you spend, especially if you're working in a job, it's with other people. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm fortunate enough to be able to kind of, you know, work with the clients here that have, I've stolen so much from them in terms of like how to invest money. How you buy real estate, mistakes they've made, all these things. And the same thing with my fitness friends, that's had such an influence on me. And I think that's a huge thing. So if there's somebody out there doing what you think you want to do, follow them, listen mm-hmm. to them, reach out to them, ask them questions, I go, that can change everything. And you'd be surprised how receptive most like normal, nice people are.
1: And I've done that in my own career where you you know, like a job shadow or, you know, set up a call, have a mentor that checks in with you. Um, Other, not just within my company, but outside, but within the same industry. And then I've also tried to educate myself as well for being a business owner with Jeremy. How can I be better and learn more about running a small business to help him out in any way that I can? And both of us have invested so much in our business, but also in our individual personal development which we've shared before and I think that's huge too to really understand who you are or who you want to become how can you get there and it's not just all about making money but just how can you be happy and how can you be the best version of yourself and I think that's really the ultimate success and that's what will get you to your the next level with whatever you're doing.
0: Yeah, I will say you do have to invest in certain things. Now, I'm not a a fan of you just like literally buying every course and every book and then doing nothing with it. Like mm-hmm. knowledge is worthless if there's no application. Be
1: strategic I, with what you're going to invest in. Yeah. Whether it's like an in-person conference or a, a webinar, like I just did one last week actually about social media because I just wanted to learn more about it. And, and what it, what it costs? A hundred
0: dollars. Yeah. Okay. When you're doing these things, and I'm not you know, telling you guys how to spend your money, but people do get addicted to just these like self-improvement <laughs> books and conferences and courses and shit. And then they don't do anything with it. I'm not a believer of like, oh, I learned all these things. They go, but if you didn't apply it, what does it matter? Right. You have to actually, you know, put rubber to the road. Take
1: and the action.
0: If you're talking about something like that, like we've been to conferences where like, I'm trying to think of one, like what was retiring? We went to this conference called retire inspired by Chris Hogan. I bought front row tickets. It probably cost me 250 bucks like total for us to go, mm-hmm. maybe $300. And I, th- I sat there and I'm like, this is like, we're younger, obviously. And I'm like, and Heather's already like saving for retirement. But I know if I say something, she'll look at me like I'm just Jeremy, her husband. But if this guy on stage who has a great voice and he's very charismatic, says it. Like
1: a professional expert. And
0: has he's an authority on about it. About retirement. <laughs> who has best-selling books on it. She, I could say the same shit, but he'll say it. And she's like, okay, this is what we should do. Well,
1: and it just helped me really realize that I Want to be on that path with you of financial freedom, so we can live our our own dream life, whatever that looks like when we are retired. We're still figuring that out.
0: Yes, but gives us a chance where mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, if, if is this worth three hundred bucks, hundred percent? And like when she got this course on uh, social media and like all the digital marketing stuff, it's a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So can Heather take that hundred dollar course? And turn it into a $1,000 for our business.
1: And it already um, is, I'm using the template for today's post on Instagram for the podcast.
0: And so when you look <laughs> at stuff, I'm not saying you have to get a 10X ROI, but that's what I've always done. Just at. start
1: small. Yes.
0: I bought and I remember like there's a fitness thing and I'll, I'll let you guys go in a second. It was this thing called Bootcamp Blueprint and I didn't get into it when it first started because I it, totally remember the it, was, name. it was already running. And I remember like it was a, it was a mastermind group. I'm sure it was like a thousand bucks a month probably to be part of it. I didn't, I didn't find out about it until after the cutoff started. And I remember buying it for when the modules came out. So the, the, the group is over, but you can buy the training modules. And like there's PDFs in there and there's like videos where it'll walk you through how to do everything. And I remember Bootcamp Blueprint cost 400 bucks. And at the time, that's probably the most I had, I'm, t- I'm like young, I'm in my 20s. Or maybe I'm, like, yeah, probably 20, 28 years old. I remember I paid 400 bucks for this. And I said to myself, I'm like, this is a lot of money, dude. I'm a broke kid. I'm like, well, if I can pay 400 bucks for this, can I make $4,000 on it? Can I make 10 times my money? And I remember the first thing in there was a, like a mini transformation we ran. And it just kind of helped me kind of uh, with the outline and the blueprint. I remember we ran that transformation. I think it made like 5,000 bucks. And so for the $400 I spent, just one of the ideas from that netted me five grand within like probably 30 days. And then there's probably 50 other ideas I got out of that. But my point is is that I was willing to pay the money and then actually listen, write down, go through all the modules, learn something, apply it to my business and what I wanted to do in my passion and then got a 10x return. That was back 11, 12 years ago. Do you know the amount of shit that's out there today that will walk you through oh how to the do My The amount it. of
1: resources that are available that weren't available like 10 years ago, it's insane.
0: You just have to be willing to take the time Mm -hmm. and do it. And so if that means I can't go home today and watch Netflix for three hours and after my job, I'm tired and I want to just have a drink and and zone out on TV, maybe I don't. Maybe I spend the two hours every night and actually learn something that's going to move my life ahead. There's going to be a little bit of sacrifice there. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a little bit of give and take. But if you ask me, would I do it all over again? The whole thing, it's tough because <laughs> it's a lot of work. I go, but I couldn't imagine not being this person, having this community and meeting the people I've met and doing the things I've done. And I and I wish that for all of you as well. Because it is, it is a possibility. The level of success you reach, I don't know. Yeah. But you can get out of a shit job into something you like and make enough money to survive. I know that for a fact.
1: And we're living proof of it. And just, I mean, I'll just say it. like, I don't have to do my... My career anymore. Like our business is very successful, and we've worked really hard to get it to there. But I take pride in having my own individual career, so I continue to do it. Um, but I'm just—I just want people to know that you can do anything if you're willing to put in the the work. And
0: and if you're if you're willing to understand what kind of lifestyle you want to live.
1: Mm-hmm. Now,
0: if Heather came to me tomorrow and said, "Hey, we need to live in a nine million dollar house." <laughs> That would change things a little bit, you know, like it would just, what I'm saying is like, if you want to like really do it, you can make some trade-offs in certain areas of your life to buy yourself more freedom than you've ever had before. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what everybody else needs to have, but for me to have options to have choices, to have flexibility, to have freedom to not feel like I'm trapped and I'm stuck and I have no way to go. And you have
1: multiple revenue streams that you're literally making money overnight versus just having a traditional job that you just get one paycheck. Like you can just start with a side hustle if you want some extra income. And again, the internet just, there's so many different resources and um, options for you to do that.
0: Well yeah and I, I know I think the old mindset sometimes was and I'm not, again I'm not saying quit your job. <laughs> what you do is this. If you if you really want to do it and don't do it like me, because I was an idiot. But you work this job and you're very diligent with every dollar you make and you're investing in yourself and you're saving some and then you're figuring out where the tipping point is of how much you need to make on like your passion project or side hustle compared to what you work, and then you can decide with your wife and your family like when you can pull the trigger if that ever is the case. But when you're going through that process you're really just focusing on what do i need like in my life here and again i'm i'm not saying you know sell all your stuff i go but sometimes we buy ourselves into a lifestyle that buys us out of choices and i don't want to be that for you especially if you're doing and i've talked about this a million times when mm-hmm. you're doing things that you don't like to do to support a lifestyle that's really not making you happy just because you have certain things that you think you need to have is fucking well, insane to me.
1: And I'll be honest, it's the the biggest reason why we haven't upgraded our home yet is because I we both don't want to feel trapped. And so we will be very strategic with when that time does come. <laughs> and who knows how long it will take for us to make that decision. But um, I just... I don't want to feel like I have to do something just to pay for something. And it took me a long, long time. I'm still figuring it out, but I don't want to do something I feel like is forced just to, you know, live a certain way or in a certain home. So,
0: and again, there's no judgment here, Mm -hmm. but when you're looking at trying to do something that you love for a living, that when you, and I mean, this is all sincerity and I've said this before. I would do this job for forty grand a year. Swear to God, I'd work the same hours. I'd come here the same amount of time for forty thousand dollars a year. Heather might not like it, um, <laughs> but like I, but I, but honestly though, because I know how I feel inside. And I feel like I put in a good day's work and, and you got to fill your time doing something anyway, right? Like we're all going to be dead. Mm-hmm. So I might as well do it something that I feel like gives me meaning and gives me purpose and actually does help other people.
1: Well, and that's what I wrote here is like, I'll just leave you with this. The average person will spend one third of their life at work or more. That's roughly nine, 90,000 hours at work over your lifetime. So you might as well take the time to figure out what truly makes you happy and not be miserable for mo- the majority of your life. And I think if that doesn't really stand out to you, I just, <laughs> I don't know what will, but <laughs> and it's I, I just your see, life. You get one life.
0: I know a lot of people, again, just because you did something a certain way for so long, you can, you can flip it and do it different. Don't worry about judgment from your friends or your family or anybody if they say you're stupid or it'll never work because I heard all the same shit. Um, and I know you're probably older than I was and probably in a different boat. And I get all that stuff. I go, but... I know a lot of people, too, and I've done this this work for a long time, um, both in person and online, and I've talked to a lot of people. There's a lot of people who are driving to jobs that they fucking hate, dude, to pay for the car that's driving them to work, and it just sits in the parking lot at their job, and it sits in the driveway at their house, and they're making their $800 a month car payment to look fancy for their coworkers who they don't like, and maybe the people in their neighborhood, or they bought a little bit more house than they could really afford, or... They have a boat that they use six times a year. My point is, is that don't let the things you own end up owning you. You've heard it before. I've mm-hmm. said it a million times. I go, that's a huge reason why people aren't willing to take the chance and learn things because they feel like they have to, to fit into this narrative that's been sold to them. And what I'm saying to you is you're going to see, whether you believe me or not, over the next 10 to 15 years, people not even apply to jobs. Yeah. Because they don't, they don't have to. Mm-hmm. They—they've. There's more individual business owners now than there's ever been. Oh, yeah. There's more alternative careers and now the than there's ever been. And statistics for
1: women right now, the amount of women starting their own businesses is, I, I don't have it pulled up, but it's jumped dramatically in the last like two years. I mean, during the pandemic, really.
0: And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but mm-hmm. how many women, and, and I say it women because like men have been paid disproportionately more over the course of their careers, which is fucked up, but. It's a different podcast altogether. That's a whole nother. I'll get Don't even up. get me started. <laughs> I go, but you look at like if friends in our space, like these women who have become, you know, millionaires, just like in fitness, mm-hmm. uh, Alexia Clark, uh, uh, Nikki, uh, Hannah, like that wasn't even possible 20 years ago. Now these guys yeah. can, they, they've they been able to create this insane life. You can
1: be a millionaire in the fitness industry, multimillionaire. Doing
0: anything. Mm-hmm. Any, th- dude, talking about Batman. Yeah. YouTuber. If you, if YouTube you love it star. enough. So Um. Hopefully that helps. It's just
1: yeah. I hope it was helpful. I feel like
0: they're um, just they're. I just good reminders. Yes, and I know it's possible, but you guys have to be just willing to put in the work, give it some time, really evaluate your overall lifestyle for you, your family, and everybody else. And the last thing I'll say is, and I've said this on here, but just this is the takeaway: if you want to do something different. There's other people who are doing something either almost exactly the same way or very similar to how you probably want to do it. So please follow them, listen to them, reach out to them, ask them questions. Mm -hmm. You guys, it's the fastest way to success hack and cut down the timeline of you actually getting to where you want to go. I cannot say that enough. It can change everything if you're willing to do it. Cool. Heather's got a friend to meet. So, um, <laughs> thank you guys as always. We appreciate it. Um, if you're on Spotify, drop it a five star. If you're on Apple Podcast, five star. Leave a comment. Thank you. Share it with a friend or family member who maybe is looking to change gears and can learn from a couple knuckleheads like us. And if you guys want to pick up the Jeremy Scott Fitness app, it's just a buck right now for the first month. All the stuff is loaded in there. If you got a question on it, hit me up. And if you want a free sample pack of athletic greens or the Beam CBD product, it's there. All the other podcast links and sponsors are in the show notes reach out to me if you guys need anything at all. And again, we appreciate you more than you know, I'll be back on the podcast on Friday for you. But if you need something, just ask. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people and please you guys keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.